You are listening to Boise Fire Mission Strong Podcast, where we share stories from the field, public safety knowledge, and give an inside look into the Boise Fire Department. Here's your host, Fire Chief Mark Niemeyer. Hello, Boise, and welcome to the third episode of the Mission Strong Podcast. Today, we're talking about a very serious topic within the fire service, one that I'm very proud of our department uh, for the work we've been doing. And I want to introduce our two guests today, Assistant Chief of Emergency Services, Brad Bolin and Station 9 Captain Ashley Rosenbaum. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Chief. So we're talking about peer support. We're talking about mental health. Uh, our listeners sometimes ask us, you know, how are your firefighters doing, right? Because the headlines have been out there. So let's talk a little bit about, first of all, you two, and then we'll talk about the, the work the department's doing. So Chief, we'll start with you. Yep. How did you get involved in this work, right? Our mission is simple it's to serve the community but underneath that mission to make it all work is a complexity of things right well for me it was born out of necessity uh, when i first came to the fire department i was inundated with mental health issues uh, most of our supervisors at the time didn't have any resources available to them i myself had no education um, <clears throat> i found myself with a dilemma I had no solution to. So I really just started creating a grassroots effort. Awesome, and Ashley, how, how did you focus on this aspect of our mission? Uh, you and I have talked before, I know both of you teach at our Recruit Academy. You kind of teach about resiliency, the offerings we have that we'll talk about a little bit later on, but what kind of got you into this aspect of our mission? So Chief Boland, I was brought into peer support um, a few years ago, and then more recently took on a leadership role. I think Chief Bullen kind of tricked me into it a little bit <laughs> um, uh, by giving me more responsibility. Um, but as you know, the fire service, I think um, we've changed a lot since I came on. I've been on for 15 years. And when I first started, we didn't really talk about feelings. If we went on a difficult call, we kind of just like tucked it down deep inside, right? Like we didn't really talk about it. Um, and what we have learned from that is that people were stuffing all of that inside and then it was causing problems later. Um, all those traumas were accumulating. We like to use the bucket analogy sometimes where all of these little stressors get put into each of our own individual buckets. And if we don't have a way to release that, we often become really overwhelmed. So um, the fire service recognized that. I think after the fact, we were a little reactive and we discovered that people were really struggling with how to manage stress from, you know, family, life, and the job. So I came in and was a part of peer support. And the last couple of years, we've really shifted the mission from being so reactive to being more proactive. Yes. So yep. resiliency is a term that I think gets thrown around a lot right now, but I think it's really appropriate for what we're doing. Um, and resiliency comes in a lot of forms. But what we're doing is we're teaching people techniques to be more resilient. And if we go back to that bucket analogy, every technique I learn is like putting a hole in that bucket. So I'm letting those stresses kind of wash out of there. Chief Bolin and I really focused on teaching the department how to be more resilient and new recruits how to be more resilient. Yeah, and it's awesome work. I've had a chance to watch it play out. But I think we got to this point today through tragedy, right? There's a mm -hmm. saying out there that that growth happens through tragedy. And that right. certainly is true in all facets of life. Uh, but we had our own tragedy here that then drove the need to, to focus on this, right? To recognize 
we need to have a focus on firefighter mental health. So Brad, whatever level you're comfortable yeah. with, talk about that, where our department came from <clears throat> to how we got to. Yeah, I think the, the tragedy you speak of is we had a firefighter um, take his own life. Um, but that really, to me, was a culmination of years of symptoms that were going unchecked and or a culture that wasn't developed yet. Uh, and when I say that, uh, there's a couple things. Um, we did not have legislation in place to allow for a uh, mental health injury to be recognized under workman's comp. Um, we did not have the tools within the industry to support um, our members when they got to a point that they um, were either broken or had, had no way out. Um, as Ashley has spoken to, uh, we're really focusing on being resilient. And I want to talk about the culture of the fire department from 11 years ago when, like I said, I kind of fell into this out of necessity. Uh, the culture of the fire department at the time was not as open, honest, and willing to accept help as it is now. Now, that doesn't happen overnight. Um, as you know, you have to teach people what correct looks like to change behavior. Um, you have to build trust in an organization and then you have to get the right people within your organization to start building a resilient culture. Um, so from that approach that we took, and this is over, you know, a course of 11 years and there's been many people involved. We're just at the forefront of it now. Um, over the years, I've had Captain Rob Christensen help me as well. I've had um, Captain Rich Brown help me as well. I've had Dr. Hilver's office uh, be an advocate for what we're doing. Um, but again, it was creating culture and normalizing mental health. Yeah. And I think you mentioned the legislation and we'll just take a moment there. Uh, I think the public might see this in the headlines. It's, it's uh, the sunset happened this year uh, and kudos to the professional firefighters of Idaho who spent a lot of time down at the legislature that passed both the house and the Senate and it's going to the governor's office. So that will now be a permanent bill to allow for workman's comp coverage for mental health issues for those that just really struggle and we, we need to get them help. Uh, I think, you know, it, the history that you talked about certainly was a big deal in this, in this fire department. It is in any fire department. I, I love what you're talking about. When we all grew up, uh, when we were young, uh, it, was, it was a weakness to raise your hand and say, I'm struggling, right? I, I tell this story, I just interviewed Rob last, last episode, right? We talked about the story when I was going through, I had three horrific calls right in a row and my boss called me into the office and that's never a good thing, right? When you get called into the office. And he said, I'm going to put you off for two weeks. And because of the culture back then, I was angry. I was actually mad that they were taking me off work uh, to go kind of reset. And looking back, and I talk about this with the recruits, looking back, that probably saved my career because I didn't know the path I was going down. Certainly our firefighters, we've talked about addiction in the fire service, alcoholism, drug use. That, that's a byproduct sometimes of just stress, whether it's home life or it's work life. And I think the work we're doing uh, I'm really proud of this fire department. I'm proud of the work you all are doing, the entire peer support team. But I think it's going beyond just peer support now. It's looking at lifetime wellness. Right, so, Brad, maybe talk a little bit about how we're trying to look at the whole picture yeah. of somebody's well-being, not just necessarily the mental health aspect or the physical health aspect, but what else are we doing as a department to really look at somebody's wholeness uh, of wellness? Yeah. So uh, what we're calling it is lifetime wellness, which is a holistic approach to your overall health. And um, we like to envision a firefighter 
is indoctrinated into the culture that we're talking about once they first come on. As you know, we speak to the recruits and we, we tell them we want them to be successful. We, we tell them that they have opportunities if they are stressed or they need assistance. Um, we tell them what to expect throughout their career. That approach is, we basically have broken it down to, into five different areas. Uh, there's the peer support aspect, which Ashley leads. We have the physical aspect, which I have Jesse Clark currently leading that program. We have the injured worker advocate, which is Heather Fleet within our organization. Um, we have the retiree program, which is something new that we're quite proud of. Um, we have some retired peer support members and firefighters who are reaching out and giving these same uh, tools and support to our retirees. And then we also have a new aspect that we're, um, we're, we don't have fully vetted, but it, our vision is a financial component to this, meaning giving people the tools to understand how to make their life better, less stressful through understanding how to be financially healthy throughout their career as yeah. well. And financial so resiliency. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so uh, resiliency to us really is, it is being proactive, not reactive, and understanding in all these aspects of your career, you will have support throughout. And uh, it, it really is modeled off of peer support. Peer support is, is taught at the lowest level, meaning if you have a problem, open up about it, yep. seek someone you trust, and have a conversation, and we'll get resources to you. Absolutely. And what a cool profession we get to be a part of that we're going to walk side by side with you from hire to retire and beyond, right? That we're here for you. That, how cool is that? Because I don't think everybody in our community gets to experience that in a career, right? Where you're literally going to be side by side with that employee from, from hire to retire and beyond, uh, making sure that we're still part of that family. Uh, we talk about family in the fire service, and I, I really believe in that. So we, we, we talked about how we got to today, uh, the work we're doing. Ashley, maybe talk a little bit about, uh, it's not just the Boise Fire Department, this really throughout the Valley, the Treasure Valley here, we're trying to work better together to share our resources, share our knowledge. I know you're drafting up a two-day symposium uh, that I was briefed on. Talk a little bit about that and what the idea is behind that. So historically, uh, peer support teams have kind of operated in their own little universe. Uh, Boise Fire obviously has ours, um, Ada County paramedics, and then neighboring departments also have um, some sort of peer support program. And this last year, Jesse Clark and I started talking and we're like, wouldn't it be cool if we could just get everyone in the area together as a peer support team and really focus our efforts on training that will benefit everybody. Yeah. And so we've talked um, and Jesse and I really wanted to create an avenue to present some different topics for peer support teams. So this idea of this health and wellness symposium kind of came to mind and we started reaching out to different providers in the area. And we have some great instructors and presenters lined up for this April. And we've really opened it up to all of the peer support teams in the area. And I've made it more of a mission this year to actually reach out to those peer support team coordinators. We're planning on setting up meeting together just to really pool resources and find out what's working for us and what isn't working for us. So we're super excited. I think that the more people we have involved, the better. Right because you can raise more boats quicker that mm -hmm. way, right? Yes. Coming together, working together, raise the boats together. And it creates support and um, kind of momentum from all the chiefs as well. Yes. And, I, and I, I'd like to point that out too, because this, this is not just um, 
firefighters and chiefs. It is uh, a community that right. is working towards a common goal. Right. And that is something I'm very proud of. Yeah, one department, one mission, yep. right? We're all in this together. And we've all walked through it together. You know, I think you guys are probably the same. When I tell folks what I've done for a career, uh, sometimes I get asked, what's the worst thing you ever saw, right? And that's not the one we want to talk about. So I always try and talk about the good things because there's so many positives for, for the other things that we see. But I think we're all in the same boat. We probably have eight to 10 to 15 calls that at any given time, if we wanted to, we can remember. And certainly some of our folks really struggle with that, right? And we're trying to get that resiliency built up so we can take care of them and so that they're healthy. You know, the goal is to get to retirement healthy so you can enjoy retirement. Uh, yeah. That's our, that's part of our mission. Right? Yeah. Awesome. So we talked about uh, the symposium coming. We talked about our lifetime wellness program, which I think as I, as I travel around and engage with fire chiefs, that holistic approach is the next evolution of the peer support, the mental health, the physical health. It's really saying, how can we broaden that to look at lifetime wellness? You mentioned our injured worker advocate. Mm -hmm. We do a great job staying on top of that and making sure our firefighters know they're being taken care of when they are injured at work. Right? Contrary to any, any belief out there, firefighters hate being off work. They want to get back. You know, they want to come back and they want to get back to the mission and having that aspect. And then I think as you talk about financial health, retirement health, all those things that make up the whole. Uh, we're helping people be 100% at home, which is really important to us as a department, and then being 100% when they're here and walking through the, th the threshold. So what's the future vision look like? If, if we know where we're at today, where do you see the future going as far as the work we're doing in this space on, on just overall health? Okay. <clears throat> well, there's a couple areas that I would like to focus time and energy on. and. Um, one being that physical program. Uh, and when I talk about the physical fitness program, I wanna talk about injury prevention, keeping firefighters uh, safe at work, uh, allowing for um, them to recover quickly. And I wanna teach them about how to have a resilient career throughout because occupational injuries often lead to uh, mental health issues because they're not in the environment that they right. are Right. so passionate about mission center. And so to me, that's the next step as well as having the conversation really revolve around um, not only our firefighters, but spousal su support. Right. And that's an area where, again, if, if we have the whole uh, family, so to speak, uh, lockstep and understanding the career and understanding the challenges, I think we'll be that much more successful. I would agree. Um, and I, Ashley, maybe you could jump in on the Yeah, on the I just... I think we've done a really good job of identifying areas that we've been weak in in right. the past. And right. that's been kind of those retirees. We haven't really focused on the injury prevention aspect, spousal and family support. And we've recognized that. And now we're kind of putting those steps in place to really address those things. And it's really exciting to think that we've just come, you know, kind of full circle. I had a couple of years ago, a captain approached me confidentially and he was like hey I just I don't like the direction that peer support is going and I was like what are you talking about and you know we brought up this idea that had been kind of floating around that maybe the fire service caused all these problems right there was this the fire service made me drink it made me get a divorce it like all of the stress from this job made this happen and I was like oh my gosh you're right like we yeah. went this full extreme right. where we're like, oh, we're blaming the fire service. And that in reality isn't true, right? This is one of the best jobs in the world, right. if not the best. The and best. we all do it because we love it. 
And there are going to be those stresses that we encounter, but we just want to be able to deal with those because that ultimately we all make choices um, that affect our life. So it was a really eye-opening moment for me. And I think that's when I talked to Chief Bull and I'm like, we got to like shift this around a right. little bit because right. I don't want it to be stigmatized where people are like, ooh, peer support. Like we're just going to be sad and talk about our feelings and this right. job's going to mess us up because that's not true. Correct. A lot of us will end our career and be totally unscathed. Yes. You know, we'll come out ahead. And I would love that for everybody. And I think that's the goal of the program is we leave this job and we have a healthy, good retirement. So as I travel around, uh, a lot of the chiefs I talk to that don't have a program like we have simply ask, how do I get going? How do I start something? I know I need to, but how do I start? So Brad, we kind of started with zero. Right? Yeah. Maybe talk about that so that the folks listening, especially from the fire service, if they don't have a program, let's give them some help and some advice on how to get one started. Yeah. Uh, so I was exactly in that position when we started here, um, didn't know where to start, really just started looking for resources available here locally. I had some contacts in Boise Police Department, uh, Interim Chief Weiniger was one that I reached out to. Um, from there, we just started working through the issues, having conversations, and then the resources and the people start to find you. But as Ashley was talking about earlier, there's an evolution to it. There were points of peer support where we did have to focus on uh, the critical incident debriefing part of it. We did have to find resources for people who are already uh, struggling. And now we're at a point where the culture has shifted and we're adapting once more. Yep. And as this continues to grow and as, as we continue to develop, uh, I see us evolving once again. And here's the caveat that I always give whenever I talk about the subject. I'm no expert. Right. Ashley's no expert. Most of the people on our peer support team are not experts. There's a few that are licensed. However, if you have compassion, you care about your fellow employees, and you have um, a willingness to be honest and truthful about the profession and what we're dealing with, you're going to be successful. Yep. yep. And I would, I would offer that to chiefs that you speak to is, and I know you do this, but anytime Boise Fire or any one of our uh, surrounding agencies can help, we will. Most For recently, sure. Ashley and I have been asked by uh, another program who is in similar situation, how do I start? And we had the same conversation with them. Yeah. And yep. I suspect as they're growing it, our resources and our people will be uh, advocates and uh, resources for them. And that partnership so important. I know, Ashley, you mentioned Ada County Paramedics and the other fire departments in this two-day symposium we're doing. We certainly have a partnership with Boise PD. Uh, we work hand-in-hand, side-by-side, because they're seeing some of the same things we are and dealing with some of the same things we are. We're blessed to have Emergency Responders Health Clinic and Dr. Rob Hilbers uh, that, that helps with all of this, not only physical treatment and health, but mental treatment and health. We're very blessed. And even within the city of Boise, we're able to work with other city departments and, and be a lead for them and be a resource for them. And that's all of the great work you both have done. So really appreciate the work and, and the time and the effort. And I appreciate that our, our program has continued and evolved to the benefit of each other. You know, I, it, think about it this way. We got in this line of profession, this line of work to help others. It's the mission. But we realized a while back it's time to help each other as well. Right? And I just really appreciate the work you do. 
Well, I love what you guys are doing. I really appreciate the time sitting down and talking about what we're doing here at Boise Fire, uh, specific to peer support, mental health, physical health, and then lifetime wellness. And that broad, how are we helping everybody in our organization uh, to be as good as they can be. We're blessed that we have a city that supports that uh, and is gonna continue to support that. And certainly we, as leaders within the organization, are gonna do that as well. So thank you both for joining us. Thank you, Chief. Thanks, Chief. And thank you for joining us. And I will just add, if you in our community, you're out there listening to this, you're watching this, if you're struggling, there's lots of resources out there. We encourage you to reach out. If you simply don't know where to go, call us and we will certainly help get you the resources you need. And with that, Thanks, Boise, for tuning in. We hope you join us next month for another exciting episode of the Mission Strong podcast.